very happy to be here this evening and share my story with you. I apologize for my voice. I'm coming down with something, and I usually don't have such a deep voice. Um, but hopefully it'll hold up. Um, in the fall of 2003, my husband and I decided to do something we had never expected to do in our married life, having a family. It wasn't even on our radar screen, and that was homeschooling our, that, our oldest son of then four children. Now we have five. And um, the story is one of a child suffering through a learning disability and my own personal conversion um, and learning my Catholic faith. Um, there's an expression about how we have our own plans, but God has another plan for us. And this is very much uh, that kind of a story. Uh, I'd like to give you a little background on my, on my own upbringing and um, my formation. Um, I, too, grew up in Park Ridge. Um, in fact, I took piano lessons from a piano teacher over on Ridge Terrace who lived Mr. in a house. Mr. Cobo. Yes. <laughs> Our kids did, too. Yeah, back in the early 70s. Um, so my family moved to Park Ridge in 1970, and uh, my parents sent us to a public school. I was uh, six and a half when we moved here. And so from 1970 to 75, my younger brother and I, we went to Roosevelt. And um, in terms of our Catholic education, it was, you know, it was the 70s. It was kind of on and off. Um, CCD was, it just didn't seem to be very consistent. It was in somebody's basement. It was, you know, it, it just was not, you know, structured. So, um, I was at Roosevelt until sixth grade. After sixth grade, my parents decided they wanted to send my brother and I, my younger brother, who's two years younger than me, to here to St. Paul of the Cross. And so the foundation, I think, had been laid in the, in the younger grades. And by the time I got here, it seemed like everything had been taught and it was time to move on to confirmation. And um, I remember uh, listening to Jesus Christ Superstar in eighth grade uh, theology class and religion class. Um, then I went off to high school, and high school was a Catholic girls' uh, high school in Chicago, and um, it was it was a good school, but it seemed like the feminist uh, movement had affected the community of sisters there, and, and really there was like one nun there in a habit, and um, the focus seemed to be on going to college, having a career, and that kind of thing. Then I went off to um, college, and college was, again, a women's college in Chicago, and it was, it seemed like the feminism had kind of drowned out the Catholicism. There weren't many nuns there, and I don't remember seeing any nuns there in habits, and, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, and we were not required to take a religion class at all at this Catholic Women's College. So what ended up happening was I decided in the middle of things that I wanted to go into nursing. And the college that I was at had a relationship with Northwestern University. If you maintained a certain GPA and uh, you took your prerequisite classes at this college, everything would transfer over to Northwestern. And um, you know they would accept you into their nursing program. So that's what I did. And uh, after two grueling years, I walked out of there with a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. 
and um, worked at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center for 12 years. I worked in uh, hematology oncology and for the first six years I was there, and then the last six years I was there I worked in AIDS research, and I um, ended up being certified, uh, it was an ACRN, AIDS Certified Registered Nurse. Um, in the meantime, I was dating Ed Simano, who's now my husband, and we, were, um, we decided to get married, and we were planning our wedding, and my mother was in the choir here at St. Paul of the Cross. She had been in the choir for years, and of course she was helping us arrange the music for the wedding ceremony. And one day we were talking about, you know, the music for the wedding, and she said, now, I think we're going to have um, the choir sing this certain version of the Ave Maria for when you go to pray um, in front of the statue of Mary after Holy Communion. And I said, and you know, I was a career woman, kind of bought into the feminist line of thinking, and I said, I'm not going to pray in front of the statue of Mary. Oh, you know, come on, I'm not doing that. And she said, what? You are doing, she was mortified, understandably so, mortified. She said, oh, you are, any daughter of mine who's getting married in this church is going to be praying, you know, and asking for Mary's prayers on her wedding day. And so I did, I did do that. So um, my husband and I, we got married and went on to have a family and fast forward. We um, now have, at this point, we are expecting our third child, and my oldest son is about three and a half, and he's in preschool, and we can see he can't pay attention, he can't stay on task, he cannot sit still, very distractible, cannot follow directions. And as the years go by while he's in school, we can see that this is not getting better. Um, he's, he's just all over the place. And we consult with professionals, and at this point, he's in special ed in District 64, um, special ed pre-kindergarten, you know, pre special ed kindergarten, special ed first grade. And he's just not making any progress, and we cannot, we cannot really figure out what's going on with him. We tried medication, thinking, you know, it was ADHD, that was a disaster. And we consulted with professionals, and... By the middle of first grade, we had determined that we did not think that the public schools were the place for him anymore. And um, we were advised to seek a school for children with learning disabilities. So I did look into homeschooling. Um, it, well, he was in the middle of first grade while we were also seeking, you know, the school for children with learning disabilities. And this summer, uh, after first grade, we met with the director of a school on the North Shore that is for children with learning disabilities, gave, gave her the records, met with her, explained, you know, his history, and really thought, this is, this is what we were advised to do, and this is a textbook case. He's, you know, he'll, he'll probably be accepted. And we got a call a week later from the director and she said, I'm sorry, Mrs. Simano, but we just don't think that this is the right placement for Edward. And my husband and I were stunned. 
how can this be? This seems like this seems like the perf you know this seems just like the perfect place for him. It, he seems like the right kind of a student with those kinds of needs. How could, why, why is this happening? So, but there's a reason for things. And, you know, God, why does God allow suffering to happen? God allows suffering so that a greater good may come of it. So what we ended up doing was we ended up doing our backup plan, and that was homeschooling. So that summer, I met with a, uh, a wonderful group of moms who homeschool, our Lady Queen of Peace homeschool group, and we're part of that group today. And um, they gave me guidance about choosing curriculum. How do you, I mean, how do you homeschool? You know, I had no idea. I thought women who homeschooled were like, you know, unbelievable. I just, I couldn't even imagine that I'd be doing it myself. But um, they gave me guidance on curriculum and also the professionals that we had met with um, about Edwards Learning Disability also advised certain things. And I put something together. The, um, the religion part of our curriculum was the Baltimore Catechism. And when I began to teach my son his religion, I learned my faith. Because when I was growing up, something happened, and it wasn't there. So I began to learn my faith. I was learning a language that I did not speak for years. I was 40 years old when I started homeschooling my son. And that's when I learned my faith. And I, I praise God for the situation because it has just really changed our lives. So what, what did I learn and what have we learned as a family? The basic truths of the Catholic faith. Prayers, devotions, stories of saints and apparitions. And let me just tell you a little story quickly about what happened on my wedding day? Remember how I didn't want to pray in front of the statue of Mary? I don't know if any of you are familiar with um, Mary's apparitions, church-approved apparitions at Fatima, Portugal. My wedding anniversary, it turns out, is October 13th, and that is the same date as the miracle of the sun in Fatima, Portugal. And I just, you know, what a gift. What a gift. That I really rejected Mary, and that I received this gift to share this wedding day with the, the apparitions of Fatima, the miracle of the sun. Well, that was just amazing. So how does my faith affect my Catholic homeschooling? I mean, it's just so intertwined, I can't even explain. Um, the curriculum that we use is Catholic. It is the, the subjects are all infused with the faith, with doctrine, terminology, stories about saints. Um, in terms of how do we homeschool, we begin our day with uh, a morning offering. Um, o Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, offer thee my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, and so on. Um, we say the your, your basic Catholic prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, which I learned at St. Paul of the Cross in seventh grade. Um, 
And we usually pray to our guardian angels too. Today, um, one of the great things about homeschooling my kids in terms of teaching them their faith is just seeing them learn it and ask questions. <laughs> ask questions that sometimes I can't even answer. You know how your kids ask you questions and you just can't answer that question. But today my son, uh, my nine-year-old, had to finish his quarterly test for his religion and this boy had to know all ten of the Ten Commandments and be able to explain what they mean. And I was so happy for him and he was just ecstatic that he had completed his test. What advice do I offer families who are raising young kids in the faith, whether they are homeschooling, whether they are just sending them to Catholic school, raising their children? And I would say first and foremost, present your children to the sacraments as often as possible. Um, at the minimum, Sunday Mass, I mean, that's obligatory. Um, weekday Mass, if possible, confession once a month is recommended. And God knows that we parents need to go to confession on a regular basis. Um, our pay, my, my children are young. My oldest is 15 now, and my youngest is 7. So we really, we need the graces through that sacrament of reconciliation. And our children need it too because, boy, they're not perfect, they're kids. Uh, also, um, Eucharistic adoration. Uh, I have a regular holy hour every week in our um, adoration chapel, which is um, such a blessing to have in our parish, perpetual Eucharistic adoration. Um, and my children also, uh, my children and I participate in our uh, children's uh, Eucharistic Adoration Program that uh, Bob and Christine Masca are so wonderful to organize every month. Um, it is a blessing. And in addition to that, our homeschool group also um, has a holy hour once a month that is presided over by a wonderful priest uh, with the Marian Movement for Priests. Um, and it's rosary, homily, benediction. It's wonderful. And then finally, um, family rosary. We do not pray the rosary every night as a family. I mean, I don't mean to come off like we do. It's, it's hard to do. But um, every once in a while, it's wonderful to pray the rosary as a family, especially um, when you hear the children ask, can I lead this decade? Can I lead that decade? It's really wonderful. So that is, that is our story. And I'd be happy to answer any questions or hear any comments. Or did I... Or did I leave any like gaping holes in my talk? I'd love to know. <laughs> Hi, Lynn. Hi. And Suzanne. Lynn, go first. Because that's my middle name, so I'm going to pick you first. First of all, I thought your talk was terrific. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, when did you get, when you were teaching your children, when did the spark of the church come to you? Because it probably wasn't at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I would say it was early on. Now, my oldest was seven. He was going. In, he was in second second grade. He had turned seven in July, so it was the fall that he had turned seven. And it was just a. It seemed like it was just right away, you know, teaching him and learning, reading the Baltimore Catechism, learning the faith. It just, it it just right away. It did. I have to say, it didn't take long. Suzanne? Now, I, now, my oldest is at Maine South. He's 15 now. He's the one who 
I started to homeschool. We homeschooled him through sixth grade, and then he went to Lincoln. And now he's at Maine South. My younger ones were here at St. Paul of the Cross, and um, after my daughter, who's my second oldest, and the rest are boys, um, after my daughter uh, finished fourth grade, we decided that we wanted to homeschool them. So this is my, this is our third year with the rest of the kids. So I've got a 13-year-old daughter, 11-year-old son, 9-year-old son, and 7-year-old son that I'm homeschooling. Yes, Lynn? Was your husband at the same level as you as far as your religion? Um, no, he, you know, my husband is five years older than me. So he got a little more of a traditional, uh, you know, education uh, than I did. You know, he still remembers... Uh, the, he went to school in the city, Our Lady of Lords. Uh, he still remembers the BB, BVMs, and um, they had apparently kind of these exotic habits. And, uh, and so, so he's, he was a little more knowledgeable than I was. I always felt like he spoke the language, and I didn't. But now we both speak the language. Do you think the gap is closing now on as far as religious education is concerned for the younger children coming up? You know, I, it's hard to say. Um, I look at our own religious education program here at St. Paul of the Cross, the CCD program, and my kids are in the CCD program here um, because they're not enrolled in the school. Um, and it seems like it's very involved and uh, very active, uh, a very active young faith community here. So I, I do think it is. I think people are waking up. I think my generation is waking up. When you reflect on the irony of helping your son and you were helped, how does it make you feel? Oh, it's humbling. I mean, I don't mean to sound patronizing when I say it's humbling. What, what a gift. And, you know, there was another date. I, I kind of like dates. Um, it's just this thing. I'm just like my mother. We both had this thing about dates. Um, my husband and I got engaged, and I think I told you this. My husband and I got engaged on June 25th, which is about the date of the Marian apparitions in Medjugorje. Um, so again, me kind of rejecting Mary, and then to kind of share these dates was um, a gift. Yeah. So, well, if that's it, thank you very, very much for listening to my story. Thank you so much.